Thank you for tuning in to the Go Money Grow podcast, where together we find the best ways to grow your money, your mind, and your body. Uh, we have a great guest for you today, Mr. Adam Beckner. Um, yeah. He, as far as I know, you do day trading, you do a whole bunch of uh, podcast stuff. We were just talking about it a second ago, but if you don't mind just doing a quick introduction and kind of a little bit about what you're doing right now, what you're working on. Yeah, definitely. So I, like you said, I do go through, you know, kind of multiple industries and that kind of thing. And I've, I've kind of went through my process in my journey. Um, and so how I really describe myself is like a investor in lifestyle. Uh, for me, I want that lifestyle piece because everything, the reason why I stepped into this realm of entrepreneurship and business is because I wanted the ultimate currency. And that currency for me was time and freedom. You know, so a lot of people tend to not look at that kind of stuff. And so that's why I came up with that title of investor in lifestyle of just like I want to invest my time and energy into the things that I see the most potential in um, just because at the end of the day, that those are the things that matches my goals, my dreams, my passions, my ethics, my values, whatever it is. Um, I just want to put my time and energy into that just because I'm going to get, you know, the maximum results out of that. Um, so, you know, at the current moment, the big thing that I'm doing right now is just day trading and, and just putting day trading content online. I was finally able to beat that, you know, imposter syndrome. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people struggle with that. And I've been in the day trading industry for the last two years. I went through a massive learning curve and I was just like, man, I really want to help people cut that learning curve down. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not necessarily like educating people as I am just giving my perspective and my opinions on the way that I see things and how it works. Um, with that, you know, of course, NFA, not financial advice is, is what I, is what I want to base my brand on mm -hmm. and just help, just help people realize that, you know, there are massive amounts of opportunities out there and whatever it is that they choose to do and just maybe just enlighten people and help them get started. So that's, that's really essentially what I'm doing currently at the moment. Yeah, that's awesome. No, cause I started day trading. It was about three years ago. 2019 is whenever right I... Right before COVID. Right yeah. before COVID. And then yeah. COVID hit. I lost my job. I was bartending and serving at the time. And so losing that job, I say COVID was a blessing because yes. it just gave yes. me the time that I needed to really sit down, listen to audiobooks, read books, do a bunch of research. Because I remember whenever it first happened, we had a little desk in our front room in the house that mm -hmm. we used to have. I just put my headphones on and I just sit there, listen to an audiobook and take notes for yeah. hours throughout the day. Yeah. Books and books, you know, you got some really great books on the table right there, but, uh, books is something that has completely changed my trajectory moving forward. Um, uh, because you know, in 2019 is whenever I decided to leave the job that I was currently at, that I had been there for the last eight, nine years, um, leading up to that point was just like, okay, I, w I want a little bit, you know, I want, I want something more. And so that's where that time and freedom piece comes into play. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't, I didn't recognize that's what I wanted until I kid you not, maybe three, maybe six months ago, yeah. somewhere of like what I was actually chasing, you know, so I had started a podcast studio, like we were talking about back in of October 1st, 2019 was like my first day being a boss, you know, being just me, I got to make the decisions, I got to wake up, you know, I finally was able to look myself in the mirror and be like, dude, like you got this, like you got to just stay disciplined. Like you've already been going to a job. You already know what to do. Hold yourself to those same standards, but now you get to run it all. You get to call your own shots and really just move forward from that. You know, I got to run business from 20, from that October of 2019 to March of 2020. 
Uh, and then of course I had to shut down my studio because I didn't want people coming in. Well, if I didn't, if I didn't have people coming into my studio, I was losing business. Right. And so I had lost like within the first two weeks of the world going crazy, I had lost maybe like 40% of my business, like just boom really? overnight. And you know, me being a new entrepreneur, it's just like, okay, I can either go back to do what I'm doing or I need to buck up and focus on myself and figure out the path that I really need to head down. Um, and so then that's where I fell into the day trading stuff is because I actually had um, a group of guys come into my studio who were traders and, and they were in the Forex space and doing that kind of thing. I, I kind of saw what they were doing and I was like, man, these people do not realize the potential that's on the table if they were just to just focus because they, they were focusing on it, but they weren't completely focused on it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of asked them a few questions and from there I was just like, okay, I need some more education, right? Um, and so then that's where I found Ricky Gutierrez, which is me and you talked yeah. about him at lunch. Um, and so that's where I found him and I ended up buying into the learn plan profit group yeah. and got in their discord, got in the community and that kind of stuff and really learned how to trade. Um, and of course he does stocks. So I was trading stocks at the time. I love stocks, but what I don't like about stocks is that you need way more capital in order to trade stocks to make it worth your time. Mm -hmm. Um, and so then that's where I got more into like futures and then into Forex. And that's where I've really just found my groove inside that Forex space just because it fits my trading style. Right. So you, you primarily do Forex. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So what a lot of people don't know about Forex is you can actually trade um, is what they call in the Forex market, like indices, which are just futures or just like the NASDAQ or the S&P 500 or the Dow Jones. Mm -hmm. You can trade that kind of stuff on the Forex market. So I don't necessarily trade like actual Forex pairs. And whenever I say Forex pairs, I'm meaning like Euro to the US dollar. Um, so trading Forex, you could essentially think that, you know what those like international money exchanges are? I've uh, heard of them. So they like they have them like in airports and like bigger cities. I've seen them in some malls at bigger cities, uh, cities like LA. I've seen them massively there. So that's essentially what you're doing is you're just exchanging currencies. Um, so like EU is one of the major pairs that is like the most traded forex pair out there. Um, and so essentially, it's just like reading technical analysis. You do technical analysis on it, and you're betting on whether the U.S. dollar is going to go up or down. And so, based off of that point, you either do you either go in long or you take a short. Uh, and so it's just like that. So it's it, you're not necessarily buying shares. Uh, you're just exchanging dollars. And so instead of buying shares, you're leveraging an actual like account versus so with like leverage they have like one to 50 leverage they have one to 100 leverage and it goes up to like one to 500 leverage which is i do not recommend anybody trading one to 500 because yeah. that's saying that for every dollar that you put into the forex market you're essentially moving around 500 dollars. so think about if you had two thousand dollars into a trade how much money you're actually moving around at yeah. one thing so you could blow an account really fast if you don't if you if you don't keep up with what it is that you're actually doing uh, go ahead I was just going to ask, so is that like a company that you have to do that through? One of my buddies, his name's uh, Taylor DeShazo. Is it DeShazo? Yeah. The last name. Uh, he's in our community. He's mm -hmm. primarily, he does futures. That's what yeah. he does. And he w sent this thing in the community where you can sign up for it and use other people's money. Yeah, essentially. exactly. So is, is that kind of what it is? Yeah. So I'm actually a funded trader. Um, I, so I, I just got it a few weeks ago. Um, so I have six, I have six figures in funding. Um, mm -hmm. so you go through two phases. Um, and when those two phases you gain 8% and then on the first phase you gain 8% on the second phase you gain like 5%. That's pretty much like the industry industry standard for those prop firms. 
Um, so you go through that, you pass the accounts, you prove to that prop firm that you are a profitable trader, you follow their rules and that kind of thing. And their rules aren't really that bad. Like the, the rules are meant for you to learn how to be disciplined because that's yeah. all trading is, you mm -hmm. know, it, it's 100% discipline more than anything, because realistically you have maybe 10% buying, 10% selling and 80% waiting, mm -hmm. you know? So that's really what trading makes up there. Yeah. Um, so they, they do have like those prop firms or proprietary firms um, that, that offer you money and funding if you just prove to them that you are a good trader. So do you have to put any of your own money into that? Um, so you actually buy the account. Um, so I know on the Forex side, because uh, I do remember seeing him post something about that in the Discord. Um, and I, I believe he went through the company Top Step. I believe is what he posted. I could be wrong on that, but I know on the Forex side, you have different prop firms like my Forex funds, leveled up society, FTMO. Like there's a lot of handfuls of prop firms out there that you could choose from. Uh, but I know they have like, I know my Forex funds offers like a $5,000 account, a $10,000 account, a 25, a hundred, 200 and a 300 K um, account that you can get. And of course I know the 100K account, I believe, is $500 mm -hmm. to get. Um, and then, of course, if you go through those phases and you pass those accounts, they actually refund you your entry back to it. So you're, you're essentially risk-free. And okay. so that's the cool thing that Forex is offered people as being a lot more risk-free, but give them the ability to actually trade in the way that they want to trade. Because, you know, on YouTube or in like the trading content space, a lot of people like to do like account flips, you know, yeah. like they like to show people that they flip $200 into $20,000, yeah. you know, in, in all reality, that's, it, it works, but you kind of got to put your nuts on the table yeah. every day to do that mm -hmm. um, and blow a lot of accounts uh, just to make a piece of content. So I don't really, I don't really see that being uh, something that somebody needs to do or chase that dream of like, Oh, I'm going to flip money. You yeah. Know, it, it just doesn't work. You know, trading. So yeah. you see all those uh, TikToks, reels or whatever they may yeah. be. And it's like, I turn, like you yeah. said, a thousand dollars into a hundred thousand dollars. And I see that and it just makes me cringe. Cause I'm like, it, that's it not realistic. It, like, it, you, you're selling somebody on a dream, mm -hmm. right? And what, what a beginner trader doesn't see is that that dude has been trading for the last six to seven years. Yeah. And so what you're, what those types of content creators are doing is honestly placing a bad expectation for a beginner trader coming into the market and completely destroys them before they're actually able to get started yeah uh, and so that's that's the angle i'm really trying to come from is i i don't want to you know i i don't want to be the guy that's showing my accounts and like oh look at all this money like oh i just flipped you know a hundred thousand into a million in like six months like mm -hmm. i don't i don't want to do that stuff because that does that's not what it's about for me. Yeah. For me, it's just like, I know the struggles that I went through. I went through, I've had my trials and tribulations and I've gone through super low lows and super high highs. And for me, it's just about finding consistency. And I don't want to say finding balance either. Cause I'm not a big fan of balance because whenever you're balancing something, you're putting two things up against one another. So for me, I want to find harmony between trading and a lifestyle. And so that's why I focus more so on day trading lifestyle. So instead of saying work-life balance, you have work-life harmony. So everything that you're doing on a daily basis should all intertwine and integrate, you know, mm -hmm. seamlessly. And a lot of that does take years to do that. You know, that's what I've been doing, been doing over the last two years. That's what books have been able to provide for me is, you know, I'm not listening to exactly everything that's in that book. I listen to the things that make sense for me. And I, because nobody knows me better than me, right? Right. You know, Gary Bishop does a great job on 
helping you get past all your limited beliefs, right? There are some things that I agree with, some things I don't agree with, but I'm not necessarily like, oh, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the pieces that he is talking about, applying those to me because I know it fits me. Yeah. And so that's where a lot of people mess up, even in like the self reinvention journey is that they try to just read every single book to figure out what, you know, what they need to be doing, um, instead of moving forward and just taking information that they actually need to keep going. That, I don't know what you just said. That helped me out a lot. Cause that's something that I've noticed. Like I'll read books, like they're all self-help books, but yeah. sometimes they contradict each other. Exactly. And it's like you said, just picking the piece that works for you and yeah. Run a, a lot of the self-help industry is, is nothing. Of course it's meant to help. That's why it's self-help. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is just entertainment, right? A lot of people, I wouldn't say entertainment. A lot of people are just sharing their perspective on how they got to where they're at. And you will never be able to take that same path that Gary Bishop has taken. All you can take is his wisdom in order to get you to your, wherever your end result is at. Right. Yeah. So for people that are maybe starting their journey in uh, just the day trading field, what's one of the best books that you've read that you think helped you out the most? So one, it, it actually has nothing to do with trading um, because whenever people step into the trading industry, uh, I would say a lot of them haven't made the money that they've been wanting to make. They're trying to use the trading industry to make the money that they want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of like walls or limiting beliefs that people go through with that trading industry. It's that they don't know how to get past of like labeling or identifying themselves as like, Oh, I am a day trader. I am someone that, you know, can make money. I am someone that money flows effortlessly to me, you know? And so they have to go through these like real mindset perspective shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that book that really helped me was, uh, your badass at making money by Jen Sincero. Um, and she talks about her journey on how she built, you know, her million dollar business, um, just out of a room in her house or a room of her roommate's house. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, but it talks a lot about, how manifestation and the universe all work together and that you know basically going back to the first principle of thinking think and grow rich um thoughts are things um so the moment you believe that you are someone who truly deserves the success that you want you will start to find or you'll start to find that those doors are opening for you um and so that's the one book that really helped me but if if someone does want a more like trading specific book I, i do recommend uh trading in the zone Uh, I don't remember the author, but it's a super famous trading book. He gives very good insight just on, on beginner traders and what his journey looks like and why he, he tells you why traders fail. Uh, and so that's kind of the cool thing is just being able to tap into, you know, the wisdom of these people, uh, and figure out like how they were able to do it. And it's just like, you take a look at these backstories and it's just amazing to realize, like you take a look at their life, you take a look at your life and you're like, man, I, 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 what, or I am, or I currently want to be in that same mindset that they're in. And if they can do it, I can do it as well. It's just about taking action. And that's, that's all it is in life is just action. So. Yeah. I, I've never read either of those books. So I'm yeah, going to have to, I, I definitely recommend it. You're posting them in the community. Yes, I am. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Go Money Grow podcast. If you're not already a part of our online information network, we are giving away 50 free memberships. We teach you how to change your mindset so you can achieve anything you want in life. We have free limited courses on real estate investing, day trading, and health and fitness programs. 
for you to follow to become the best version of yourself. If you want to join our community, all you have to do is go over to Instagram and follow Go Money Grow Podcast and click on the link in the description. That's on Instagram, G-O-M-O-N-E-Y-G-R-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. No spaces. Click on the link in the description for your free membership. Again, that's Go Money Grow Podcast on Instagram. Link in the description. Now back to the show. We're big believers in the law of attraction and manifestation and all that. The uh, biggest one that helped me was um, the law of attraction, uh, how to make money by Jerry and Esther Hicks. I love the Jerry and Esther Hicks. Yeah, I've heard of it. Those were my favorites that kind of got me in that uh, space, that realm. So are you big in like meditating, journaling, that Yeah, whole, I'm that glad whole you sphere. went there because I was about to drop a little bit more alpha on another book. Yeah. Um, so one book that really helped me, I read this back in 2021 and it was the first book because in 2021, I, I set a goal for myself is that I was going to read 12 books that year and it was either going to be business, it was going to be self-help or it was just going to be something that was going to help me in my content career journey, trading career, whatever it was. Right. And the book that helped me change my perspective on just like meditation uh, was called Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. Um, And so what he what he talks about is his journey of what his life was like as he went through being a monk because he served as a monk for it was either two or three years somewhere in there. And so he talks about his journey and just like letting go of, of everything around you and just being more in tune with who you are. And he, he, he teaches you how to meditate. Um, and so that was one of the coolest things. I, I wasn't a person who, I wasn't a person who meditated, you know, I, I could barely take 10 minutes to myself without picking up my phone and wanting to look at it. Um, and so what that book was able to do is I actually saw my like transition in that time period of like a person who had no like attention span to a person who could just sit there for 30, 45 minutes and really just focus on the things that I want to focus on. And what was crazy is I, I was to the point to where like, I could just sit back in my room because this is the one thing that he talks about that, that is super important is that you need to separate like your meditation space from your workspace. Um, and so for me, I have an office at the house where I, do, where I do all my work, but I labeled or I had one corner that I would go to that was just the meditation area. Uh, you know, and of course I would set the vibe just because I got all the neon lights and cool stuff in my room. I'd set the vibe, light a couple candles that smelt good. Um, specifically I got big into like eucalyptus candles just cause I felt like it, it helped me breathe a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so whenever you breathe a lot better, the blood flows a lot better in the brain. And then, I mean, that's a whole nother journey that I could go down just cause I got big into brain health and figuring out why the brain works the way it does and that kind of stuff. But anyways, I got to that point to where I could just sit there for 30, 45 minutes and I was actually visualizing myself like opening up doors, you know, and it wasn't just like, oh man, like I made it to the next step, but I wasn't sure how I got here. I was able to actually start seeing, you know, my steps and the journey that I'm going through. And now all of these doors were opening and I was just, man, it's, it's, it's actually a beautiful thing. And the mind is a beautiful thing. And so if you are someone listening and you want to get more into, you know, learning how brain, how the brain works and stuff, I recommend doing it, you know, you're going to learn so much about yourself and it, it just, it completely changes everything for you. Absolutely. A lot of people don't realize that your brain is the number one tool that you have 
at your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it's just incredible the things that your brain can do. Well, that's one of the reasons that I've gotten to the point where I've spent a lot more money on conferences and books yeah. and, and classes mm-hmm. because before I, I used YouTube and Google to try to learn yeah. everything I could for free. Yeah. And then I realized, well, my mind is my biggest return on investment. Mm-hmm. So I started putting money towards my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nah, dude, that's, that's amazing. I, I always tell everybody, cause a lot of people ask me like, how did you figure all this out? And just be like, man, I got a degree in YouTube university. <laughs> they, they, YouTube gives you a starting place. And from there, once you learn top, uh, terminologies of different industries, um, you can start actually going more in depth and it's just how people write like these crazy research papers and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's what it's about. You, if you understand terminology, you can start to Google search everything and figure out what it is that people are talking about. I mean, that's the number one reason why I got through college was Google. And I will completely give 100% credit to Google for helping me pass college just because at the time, like, um, I ended up graduating with a marketing degree. Um, but at the time, like my last year in college, I was already running a business. So I was just sitting at the back of the class, you know, doing what I was going to school for, um, and of course, like I would listen, I would tune into the conversation a little bit, but, but for me, it was just about, okay, I'm just going to just work on my business. Like I got time, like, I don't need this at this current moment. Like I already know what you're doing. I already know what you're going to talk about. Like I understand how to set up a marketing fund and how to, how to do this and how to do that. It's just like, I didn't need that, you yeah. know, but the, the one thing for me, it was just that the paper was most important to me just because I was proving to myself that I could be someone could continue to, uh, stay on track in a sense, you know? Okay. So like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be the person that would just jump in between things. Um, if you, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Just like one industry to the other, just like trying to pick and choose and find out what you're good at and what you want to do. Yeah. It was, it was, it was more of like a a self accountability tool more than anything. Yeah. Did you find benefit in going to college for the stuff that you're doing now? Uh, well, I mean, obviously I'm into finance now and investments. Um, I didn't do any of that. So my, my wife was the actual one who went into college for finance. Um, so for, for that time, uh, obviously I'm not using it at the current moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they didn't teach content creation, uh, in college, you know, they, they taught you how to go get a job at a, at a mar- at a marketing agency and how to, you know, be prepared on how to, you know, onboard clients and show them the system and, Hey, we're going to, you know, run this ad for you. Here's your marketing budget, go through all of that stuff. Uh, but they didn't teach what was most important. And that was the content creation piece, yeah. uh, because content is king now. Um, and so, I mean, like, like I tell Jose all the time who's sitting over there is that if you're not winning at the awareness game, you won't win the cash game. So that's good. And see, I've noticed that just recently, it was probably two days ago. I haven't been very active on like my social media in yeah. a while. Yeah. And so I want to say it was Tuesday or Wednesday, one of the days. I think it was Wednesday. I think it was the day after I had my wisdom teeth taken out. Yeah. I mean, I was still loopy and everything. <laughs> I posted a bunch of stuff on Snapchat, on Instagram, yeah. Facebook. I like I spent the whole day just posting a bunch yeah. of stuff yeah. about the community, telling them like the stuff we're doing. We went to the gym, filmed uh, one of our workout videos that we're going to put on the community. Yeah, okay. And that night I went and looked at our podcast mm-hmm. analytics and we had more views that day than we had ever. And so th- that's whenever it really resonated for me. It's like, yeah. man, if we just get active and start yeah. 
producing content more because yeah. like you said content's king and yeah and i just realized that yeah, recently I mean, yeah i mean the biggest thing about it is so many people get caught up in just trying to be perfect like perfect online doesn't exist mm -hmm. you know and that's the that's the great thing about brand innovation online is that it gives people the freedom to be who they want to be and continue to work on their content um, and so that, you know, I recommend it for everybody. Like if you're someone who wants to start a brand, you want to start a business, you want to get into trading, you want to post content, like just start posting it. Like who cares if it's just your phone on your face at mm -hmm. the current moment, just think about, you know, obviously you got to learn how to crawl before you can walk. You got to learn how to walk before you can run. It's mm -hmm. the same thing online. So if you have that ability just to pick up a camera, talk about the things that you're mo most passionate about. Um, I usually tell people pick out five to six different topics that you could talk about just on the fly. So if you were to walk up to me in public, ask me about what it is that I do and that kind of thing, I could just rattle off five or six different topics that we could flow between um, just because those are the things that I want people to know. Um, yeah. And so a lot of people, they, they try to get it so like twisted and so complicated and so confused. And the reason why I could speak about this, because I was that person, you yeah. know, I was like, oh, I need to have everything fancy. I need to have the great setup. I need to have this. I need to have that. Well, in all reality, you have the tools to do what you need to do. And that's what goes back to working on yourself, working on your mind. And if you have the mindset to want to go out and conquer, you will find a way to make that happen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, the Mr. Beast YouTube channel, like he had... Yep millions of subscribers with just videos that he filmed on his iphone before yeah. he got any yeah. like professional equipment or anything like that he did yeah. everything on his iphone so yeah. i love that so for content like for us we use tiktok instagram reels uh yeah. we don't really do youtube shorts you're or missing anything out yet. you're missing out really massively missing out so yeah. what would you recommend is like the best platform right now? Uh, YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts is, uh, is, a, is a growing platform at the current moment because they will be introducing like monetization to the actual YouTube Shorts creators. Um, and so the good thing about YouTube is YouTube thrives off of the creators posting content. Like that's their entire business model. Uh, and so YouTube incentivize, incentivizes people um, a lot more or a lot better than what like an Instagram or TikTok or even Facebook does. Um, and so I know like profit splits will be a lot higher on YouTube. Um, and so with, with them getting ready to launch this monetization platform, uh, they're going to start rewarding people. Um, like I, I proved a point this week to a guy, um, who he's in the gaming industry and I've, I've known him for like the last six years, uh, but he's been wanting to be a content creator. And what I did, I was like, dude, you got to get on YouTube shorts. He's like, oh, well, I just like, I don't have any subscribers. It's not going to work. That kind of thing. And so what I did is I created a fresh YouTube channel um, and I'm a, I'm a big FIFA guy. And so I have the recording equipment from my gaming days. Um, and so I just recorded some gameplay and I've posted three videos and like that channel alone already has like seven, 7,000 plus views on it from three videos and I had zero subscribers. Um, so the, their algorithm works really well. Um, especially if you understand SEO and how to like tag things and how to write descriptions. If you're a good copywriter, like you should be able to blow up any YouTube channel um, because that's what it's about. You know, Mr. Beast said it, you know, if you were talking about Mr. Beast and it just came up into my mind. He said it on another podcast that the only reason why their channels do as great as, it, as they do is because they are creating content people want to watch. They're, yeah. they're not just creating content that they want to make through they're creating content that people want to watch. And so that's something that really resonated with me whenever I started this new like trading content journey that I'm going through right now. It's just like, okay, just, just go through, figure out what people are asking, what people are wanting to know on YouTube 
And like, that's where I get all my content ideas because YouTube is just a search engine at the end of the day. And yeah. so that's how content works is whenever people go on there, search something, you know, what does it mean to be a day trader? You know, it's probably the most common question that people ask. And so you just go and pull those titles, um, you know, the information, make a video on what does it mean to be a day trader? Yeah. You know, and so it's really not complicated, but I will recommend YouTube shorts is a, is a hidden gem at the current moment. Um, I know with TikTok, they have, uh, they have like hot and cold accounts. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so a lot of people recommend you just keep creating accounts and keep posting content to each account and figure out what account blows up faster than the other. Cause you may post one video and it would do super bad. And then you may post that same video and it's going to do super good. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to tell you which account you need to go with and keep posting content on. And a lot of, a lot of the algorithms are just consistency. If the, if the, if you can show the algorithm that you are just a consistent person in general with like your message, with your brand, with putting things out they're they're going to reward you at the end of the day. And so a lot of that consistency just comes from just posting every day. You know, yeah. a lot of people are like, get out there and post, uh, you know, five, six reels a day or whatever. Well, a lot of people won't do that because they don't believe it in their mind that that is capable. Um, so th what I would say beginning start is prove to yourself that you are somebody who could post every day for 30 days and yeah. you will, you will see results. And so if you hit 30 days, maybe ramp it up instead of doing one piece of content a day, maybe do three pieces of content a day and then prove to yourself again, another 30 days. And it, I mean, it's, it's just a process. Do you post on a bunch of different platforms or are you primarily on YouTube shorts right now? Dude, I post everywhere. Okay. It's like, why limit my exposure? Um, you know, I have my own personal pages and then I have, you know, my, my crypto and my NFT brand, which is just called elevatedtrader.eth. Uh, and so I take that same content and I post my content onto those channels as well. Um, and, uh, all I'm doing is just giving myself the maximum amount of reach that I can, because I know I have some videos that do really bad on my, on my personal account, but on my elevated like crypto account, um, it will do a lot better. Yeah. Uh, but it may have been the same piece of content, uh, but the way that I structure them differently is that I'm not posting the same video on every account. You know, I may post, I may post one video and then post the second video on the, on on that second page, but it'll be a completely different piece of content. Um, and so I, I have like content plans and I, I schedule them out differently in the way that I do things. Um, just so people aren't seeing repeat content every single day on every platform. Yeah. It's just like whenever they get onto every platform, they're like, Oh my God, like he's everywhere. Like I'm seeing his stuff everywhere and it, they're all different messages. And so it just allows you to look like it gives you that look and feel of like, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's on video. He wants to do the things that he wants to do. And so that's what I do, man. It's just like have like little theme pages almost. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what I do. So that's something we're going to have to get into. We need to get better at just content marketing everything that we do so that's yeah. something well, i think that's our biggest struggle right now is just marketing because everything we do since we're building out this community is everything's just word of mouth yeah for right now yeah but whenever we do record these podcasts we put them on like tiktok and instagram yeah but that's that's it that's it yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it it's tough i will say you know I, i've lived the life of a full-time content creator um, and it is tough and it's just like each and every day you're having to wake up, create a new piece of content, edit that content, and then get that content posted to schedule and you wake up, do it again. And then you, of course you have some days where you're a little bit more inspired and you're like, okay, I'm going to miss this upload day and I'm just going to create the entire day. And so you may create two weeks worth of content in one day. Then, then which would give you a little bit, you know, it would relieve that pressure of creating content every single day. 
and just batch produce it. Um, you know, for me, I have a business partner um, with the, with the trading group stuff, and uh, we have a document right now that has seventy ideas of just content of just like short form content that um, you know he'll he'll go into the document or I'll go into the document. And, you know, it's like, oh, okay, here we go. You know, the, the four fears that every trader struggles from, and here are the four fears that we're going to talk about. Um, and so we, we help each other back and forth. And so that's what I recommend, man. That's what me and Jose do too. You know, we, we have things or ideas in between each other of just like, try to, try to help your team, you know, because everyone around you wants to see you win if you have the right team. And so just help the team. Like everybody's producing content at the end of the day, if you continue to help people get to where they want to be, you will end up getting what you want by default. Sorry. You're blowing my mind right now. (laughs) Like I knew content was important, but this is just putting it into perspective for me. Yeah. Um, so we talked about a lot of your trading. I want to go back to, uh, your podcast studio. Mm-hmm. What exactly is that? Or like, is it just something where people can come in and record podcasts or videos or what exactly yeah. is that business? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's exactly what it was. Uh, I had a, I had a really great setup, you know, nice mics, nice soundboard. Um, and what I tried to do is just completely eliminate the fear of people getting on camera or getting on a microphone and just having people talk about their experiences, their businesses, whatever they wanted to talk about. Um, and of course I I will say I was a little ahead of the time, uh, especially in this business market Mm -hmm. because between Amarillo and Canyon, um, what I figured out is business runs a little bit. I think it's like five to six years behind the time of like what's actually going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I was doing three years ago, you know, cutting clips, posting them to social media for people, helping them create these promo products that are like super organic in this type of environment are now the most popular content to be creating online. Like that's all you see based off of like your little algorithm feed. Um, I know for me, I see a lot of podcasting stuff and it's just because, Mm -hmm. you know, you got, you got, uh, Mr. Beast going on every podcast, you know, you got other traders going on different podcasts and that kind of thing. Uh, and so it's just kind of cool to see that, you know, I was ahead of the time at that moment, mm-hmm. but it was super hard to sell because a lot of people are like, that's not going to work. That's not marketing. I'm yeah. just be like, but this is content. Like you guys need content. Like you guys aren't doing anything on social media at the current moment. Like you need that. Uh, but, and so that, that's all it was is like, people would come to me Um, I would either give them a topic to talk about. And so this is how I learned a lot about business is because, uh, like I said, I I wanted to make it easy. You know, I wanted people just to come in and just talk. That's, that's, that was their job. And I was just like, I will do the research for you. If you just talk about that topic, because you already know what the topic is. You run a business on this topic every single day. Um, and so that's how I learned a lot about business. It was just researching other people's businesses and figuring out how they worked, why they worked or why they didn't work. Um, it's, it's a, it, it was cool. You know, you, you, you know, what's cool, you know, for like them, uh, they get to, they get to hear so many different perspectives and so many different journeys and so many different paths. And it just really shows you just the opportunity that we have in this day and age is limitless. What was one of your like favorite, uh, group of people or businesses that came in and talked uh, about? So, that so I, that's how I actually met him. Really? Uh, he, he was running an apparel brand called impact apparel and everything about his brand was just leaving an impact in whatever room that you're in. Uh, and so the first, it was actually the first episode that he did. Uh, he brought in a music artist called, or his name is Ari sky. He, he lives in Dallas now. Uh, and just being able to hear Ari's story on how he got into music and what he was currently doing and that kind of thing was just, it, it was just cool because it, it was just like, 
I had never got to sit in a room and like listen to a music artist just talk about their story. Of course, like you see, you see the interviews on YouTube, you see the interviews everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but it was just so cool to actually like see it like firsthand. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah, Absolutely. I thought that was cool. Going back to the self-development stuff. So in, in our community, we have all these different things. We're big on self-development. So mm-hmm. in our lesson tab, I have a whole bunch of things that are information in there that I have to show people different things to do. So we're big on meditation, journaling, yeah. uh, reading. Yeah. Have you read, uh, the miracle morning? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I, it's, it's actually on my list. Um, this year I, I scaled back on the number of books, but that is on my list. I scaled back like tremendously. Mm-hmm. And so this year I've actually only read about two or three books. And the reason why I did that is just because I wanted to study those books specifically so I could understand that information a lot more just because I liked the read through on them the first time. But I know that book is on my list. It's, it's yeah. a really good one. I recommend that to anybody. Cold showers. Yeah. What do you think? Like, like, are you a big cold shower person? Um, I do it every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, that I do like my warm water and I, I like to just, just hang out in the shower, you know, yeah. and, and just, and feel comfortable. You mm-hmm. know, I, you know, a lot of people, they're like, well, you got, you got to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Like, Hey, I get that. You know, you yeah. know, I, I'm about to go into my room over there and, you know, start trading, you know, that's pretty uncomfortable for me, yeah. you know, but no, I, I definitely think there, there are a lot of benefits to cold showers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are a lot of benefits to like a sauna, you know, it mm-hmm. helps men decrease heart disease and that kind of thing. Uh, but there are a lot of benefits to cold showers, you know, they, they help kind of spark that flight or fight, flight or fight reaction. Um, or, you know, it kind of helps the blood flow kind of get going a little bit more, mm. that kind of thing. But I, I don't do them consistently. Right. You know, every once in a while, I'll get that little bit of a wild hair and be like, you know what, I'm taking a cold shower today. And, you know, <laughs> turn it over from warm to hot or warm to cold. So, mm-hmm. yeah. See, I, I loved cold showers. Whenever I first started my journey in like the self-development mm-hmm. realm in 2019, cold showers was one of the first things that I started doing. Yeah. And the reason that I loved it so much is because just putting yourself, like you said, in that uncomfortable situation. Um, but I loved it because it taught me how to just breathe through stressful situations. Mm -hmm. So anytime I got that same feeling of, uh, anxiety or tension or flexing in my body, like I already knew, like, okay, I know how to breathe through this and calm myself down and and get through whatever it was. So what's funny that you say this, I'm going to kind of take a turn here in the podcast. A lot of, but this is something that a lot of people don't know about me. You know, I am a little bit of a adrenaline junkie. And so in those situations where body gets tensed up, like I didn't need a cold shower to do that because I actually do race dirt track cars. Um, and so, you know, we're going 80 miles an hour on a dirt track, hundred miles an hour on a dirt track. And so I know, I know what it feels like to be in those high intense situations. Uh, and that's one of the things that has actually helped me be a better trader is, you know, instead of like chewing my nails or drinking, like get like just chugging water because I was over leveraged in the position. It's just like, Oh, this is fine. Either it's going to work or it's not, you know, like I'm just going to stick to my plan and keep going. And so that's, that's one thing I do credit, like being a race car driver too, is, is just knowing how to operate in high intense situations. Yeah. See, I didn't know you did that. You no, want to talk man. a little bit about that? What, what exactly is that? Dude, it's exactly what it sounds like. Dirt, dirt car driver. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me pull up a picture here. Right. It, I can't explain it. Um, we could drop a picture in the discord too. Uh, but I, I can't explain it on 
what it looks like because it doesn't look like a normal car, right? Okay, um, I, like I'm picturing something in my head. I'm th- I'm picturing like a, yeah, like a dirt bike track kind of, but it's with like a dune buggy. It's kind of how I picture it. I see what you're saying. <laughs> nah, so this is just circle track racing. Uh, we go fast and turn left. So if you think NASCAR, but on dirt. That's cool. Yeah. Are there uh, like a lot of accidents with it on dirt? Oh, or how- yeah, dude. Yeah. I've, I've had my fair share of, of accidents and yeah. stuff, so... I mean, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, that they happen, you know, it's just, yeah. like, it's just like anything in life. Uh, but of course you're kind of putting yourself into those positions. Yeah. Uh, but it is, is what it is. Is that something that's here in Amarillo or do yeah. you travel to do that? That's uh, here. Yeah. That's here in Amarillo. Uh, that, that picture I showed you was actually at Texas Motor Speedway in Dallas. Yeah. Um, and so we, we do travel a little bit between, uh, you know, kind of like South Texas. Um, and then of course into Oklahoma as well. We'll travel to race and sometimes, uh, New Mexico too. Okay. Yeah. So, do you have like a race coming up or anything that you know of? Because I'd like I don't know. No, no, we're actually in the off season. So with it being winter, it's, uh, it's more okay. of like yeah, a yeah. it's more of like a spring summer type mm-hmm. of sport. Um, yeah. So, but there are some races, but they kind of stop racing within this area uh, right around now. So. Okay. But now we're in the off season right now. Okay. One thing that I wanted to bring up was uh, your NFT stuff. Yeah. Because Let's do it. I don't know anything about nfts like yeah. i know it means like non-fungible token yeah. i kind of know how they can be important in the future yeah but do you just want to give us a rundown on what exactly an nft is and how you use it personally okay awesome but before i jump into my description of it what, what's your description of it an nft yeah i know nothing about them awesome do you have a description <laughs> no jose do you have a description no okay <laughs> so like you said nft is a non-fungible token it goes it this branches off right it, there's a lot to it um just the, in the nft industry alone you have different types of nfts um you got pfps just profile pictures you know that's a lot of like the board apes the, mm-hmm. there's a lot more to a board ape but there's the they're essentially a profile picture project um and then you know music artists have been able to kind of revolutionize their own music brands off of nfts uh you have gaming um you have um, other utilities such as like e-learning courses networking and just having access right if you think about just an nft and whole you got to think utility um what are what are the assets like what would i gain from owning this nft uh and so for an example of an nft I bought into a collection called the Coalition Crew. Uh, it was made by Peter Vogue. Are you familiar with Peter Vogue? I'm not. Okay. Are, are you familiar? I'm no. Um, so he's big into entrepreneurship and business and that kind of thing. And that's what he's built his brand off of. He's been, you know, he's been recognized in Forbes and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so he made a he made a he made this NFT project called Coalition Crew. And what the Coalition Crew offered was access to his information. Um, so he sold a course called the Game Changers Academy, um, and he was able to bring in like really high level people. Gary V, Grant Cardone, one of the biggest mob bosses um, out there. I, I just lost his name, uh, but I was on a Zoom call with that guy. Um, but he was able to bring in all of these high-level people who were who were teaching people how to actually build businesses online and how to like continue moving forward. And so, like they valued um, they valued all of like the stuff together. Uh, you were getting like sixty-five thousand dollars of just like value yeah right and you had access to all of it um and so with this nft like i owned 
overall I owned eight because like within the different levels, the more you own, you get more access to certain different things, you know, and like being like, is what they call the whale, like a NFT whale. Um, you got access to like their private opportunity, like investment opportunities. And so one of the meetings that I actually did sit in, uh, we were going to be able to purchase some residential area in Tulum. And, uh, so in Tulum, Tulum is like now the second most visited, like country, not country, but city within Mexico. It was, it was just cool to just be able to sit in like these massive zoom meetings with people that are making millions of dollars a year. And just to have access to that kind of stuff was just insane, completely perspective change. Another project that, that I still, still currently hold in and that I was working with, uh, was called Cybonics. Um, and so they have some like really cool, like artwork of just like cyborgs. Uh, but what they had tied to it was a actual, like the first ever, a battle Royale style game in web three. Um, and what, what, what you were going to be able to do is actually play and earn cryptocurrency back with the, with the NFTs that you had, but their whole, their whole like scheme behind it, not really a scheme. I shouldn't say that, but their whole thing behind it is that they were targeting like mobile gamers in like the other countries like Bangladesh and Singapore and that kind of thing mm -hmm. where you can like literally game on your phone and make a living there. Because like, I think like the like above like minimum wage, there's like $8 an hour. So if you made like over $8 an hour in like Bangladesh, you could like consider yourself rich. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that was their whole target market. Uh, but the cool thing about it is that we were actually going to be able to put our NFTs onto the marketplace and people are going to be able to like rent out our characters. So if you think like Fortnite um, and how they have multiple skins, that's essentially what the cyborgs were offering was like different skins that people could play with. And if you actually own the NFT, you could set the percentage that would be kicked back to you for that person playing. So for me, I have, a, I have the like king of the army. So he's like a one of one is what they call it. And I could have went in there and set like an 85%, you know, profit split with those people. So that person would take, you know, that 15% and then I would take the other 85% and that yeah. kind of thing. But it, it, it was just cool. And it was just innovation. And that's the cool thing about Web3 and what it has to offer is, is you can't really define Web3 because the narrative of Web3 is still being written. Okay. Uh, and so that's a cool thing. And a lot of Web3 goes based off of, you know, the blockchain goes based off of, you know, for, for us, we were operating in, in Ethereum. So um, we, were, we were operating on the Ethereum blockchain. And so that's how you would actually purchase NFTs, get them off the marketplace, that kind of thing. Um, so it was just really cool to deal in this whole different type of currency and really just learn because at the end of the day, an NFT is nothing but an asset or that has value behind it. Um, now, of course, there are projects that are just strictly community-based projects where they're, they're just there to have a community of people who talk and do whatever on Discord, right? Right. Uh, or they're just there for just to have a cool profile picture. Uh, but all the projects that I got into and the projects that I worked on had some sort of utility behind them. So they were, they were there for the greater cause to help people. Um, and, you know, we had like a, on the education side of Cybonics, outside of all the gaming realm stuff, um, out, um, we had education actually teaching people how to trade, how to invest, how to get into the world a little bit more because a lot of people who were investing into these projects and, and they were wanting to get out of their jobs, like their nine to five jobs, they wanted to work in trading. They wanted to work in web three. And so that's what we were doing is trying to give people that ability to have our knowledge 
and apply it to themselves. And so that's, that's essentially what you're buying. Cause a lot of people are like, well, I just want to buy, I just want to buy this profile picture or a lot of people are like, it's just a profile picture. Like it's worthless. Mm-hmm. And th- there are profile pictures that are just worthless. I will say that. But, but for me, it's about the utility piece and what you actually gain from it. So I, was ho- I hope I was able to be kind of have some sort of clarity on NFTs there. Yeah, uh, I, it's, a, it's a lot of information. It really is. But on a super simple foundational level, um, NFTs are nothing but just assets. You know, digital assets is all they are. Okay. And they have value tied to them. And the, I will say also what's cool about NFTs with them being on the blockchain, they have... Um, you know, the, like these token gates that you can import into websites. So if you were, if you were someone who was selling a course, um, I could have someone just buy my NFT versus just paying me straight cash for the course. You could have someone buy the NFT and it would give them direct access to the course because there was a token gate involved because each individual NFT has its own token ID number. And so that's, that's how you, that's how you can really separate people who are like actively wanting to do business with you versus the people who or just wanting to see what you're about, or they're not really about that lifestyle. And so it kind of creates a nice divide and it, it allows you to be around higher level people. So what do you think it's going to be used for in the future? Like what, what's the one thing that you picture NFTs being most useful for in the future? Um, right now it's going through a major testing phase. Um, and I, I think gaming and I also think real estate, because I know you're into real estate. I think gaming and real estate are going to be the two main industries that are going to kind of spearhead these kinds of things. Uh, I don't remember, I don't remember the the real estate company, uh, but I know that they have their own like metaverse, right? And so owning owning, I, I don't remember what it is, but you can actually bring your clients into the metaverse, and you can talk to your clients like it'd just be like you're on a Zoom call, but but you're on like this major metaverse. I think he's trying to pull it up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is. Yeah, that, that's the brokerage that I'm with. Oh, okay, EXP. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. But I definitely think those are going to be two of the industries that are going to spearhead this first. Uh, and then, of course, right now with NFTs, it's all about uh, mass education because without mass education, you can't have mass adoption. Uh, mm-hmm. But I definitely do think that with with how the world's going and with the government being as much in control as they are um nft offers that offers that that i'm going to use the word balance even though i hate the word balance kind of offers that balance uh between just like retail style people like us versus Mm -hmm. like the government um and so i i definitely think that that there's a there's still a lot more to come uh and the the thing about it though is you know everything's dealt in crypto obviously with the crypto market down right now it's not very attractive so mm-hmm. the attractive and the attractiveness to nfts is down massively just because the crypto market's down and people as it is right now they don't even understand what cryptocurrency is so yeah. they can't even begin to understand what nfts are um and for me youtube man youtube that's where that's where i learned what nfts were i remember sitting in my living room and i was like watching a video and my wife was like, what are you watching? I'm like, I'm watching how to learn how to invest into NFTs. And she was like, what is that? And so I kind of told her and she's like, well, that just seems kind of dumb. And I was just like, it, it's really not dumb. Like if you actually learn and you look onto the back end of stuff and like how it could actually help you, you, you get heavily invested into it. You know, for me, I, whenever I invested in the coalition crew, I was definitely way over leveraged, but it, that's because I saw the opportunity. Uh, it just based off of that one opportunity that this is what, this is that success story that everyone talks about where they have that moment in time where they go all in on themselves and they bet on themselves. 
this is this is like my stepping stone right here that this story is that I I was essentially taking I was I was essentially taking money from my business because I was running, you know, just some marketing business stuff on the side. I was essentially taking my marketing business, like everything that was coming in and investing those into NFTs just because I saw the potential and I just wanted to keep it going. And I was just like, I cannot miss out on an opportunity. If there's any opportunity in this day and age, I was like, it's this right here. Mm -hmm. I said, don't let yourself miss this opportunity. Uh, and so, you know, I was taking money from myself, you know, and because that, that was the money that was paying me, you know, that was paying my bills and stuff. And so I was just like, I took that money, put it all into NFTs. And then about three or four months later, I ended up selling off that entire collection for about 40 grand. And all I had in, all I had into that collection was about $2,500. So I took $2,500 and flipped it into 40 grand within, you know, like I said, three months. But at that, at that time of me investing in it, I didn't necessarily have that $2,500 to be putting into this kind of stuff just mm -hmm. because it was on a whim. And it was just like a, Ooh, what if this works? And so yeah. I, I just had to buy into the what if, and just, you know, if it, if it works, it works, I'll figure it out. If it doesn't, you know, I've already been in this position before I've already went through COVID. I've already lost 40% of a business before. It's just like, if there's a time it's now. Um, and so that's what was able to really just change everything for me. And I was able to meet a lot of my business partners. Now I met them through NFT communities just because they were people that I wanted to surround myself with now. You know, they were people who were dealing, you know, six figures a month, six figures a year, billion dollars a year, whatever. Uh, and so these are people that I wanted to learn from. And so the value that I, that I could offer to them at that moment in time was my knowledge on content. You know, for me, I've always been content, big content guy over the last six years now that I've been doing content stuff for me that that's what I had to offer and that's what they were missing in their own businesses and that kind of thing. And then, you know, I learned how to trade a lot better. You know, I got off of just trading support and resistances and trading like retail style trading. And I got more into trading as more of like an institutional trader and how they trade. But I mean, obviously I don't have like the automated bots and stuff that they have nowadays, yeah. uh, but I definitely have a better idea on how to trade a lot better. And it's just because of these people. Uh, but it, I mean, it's just, if I, if I could say one thing on it, man, is just bet on yourself and just take the leap into an industry, even if it seems wild, like NFTs, because nobody around me understood it. They thought I was crazy for buying artwork, essentially. But at, at the end of the day, now everybody's lining up at my doorstep. Hey, teach me about this. Teach me about this. Teach me about this. Like, well, six months ago, you didn't want anything to do with me. I was just a crazy guy buying JPEGs on the internet. Yeah. You know, but... It's just, it's just kind of cool just to see the revolution of everything, you know, yeah. and, and I think, uh, NFTs are going to be something that's massive into metaverse stuff like that. I mean, just being into a metaverse is, is really cool. Uh, I've got, I've got the opportunity to jump into some of that kind of stuff and, and see like the beta testing on some different things and, and, and see like what is actually capable in the future. But for right now, it, it's, if you're going to invest in it, NFTs, you're going to be there for, it's a, it's a long-term play for sure. Yeah. What do you recommend, uh, for people that are maybe know a little bit more about NFTs and know about them and know, mm -hmm. uh, the value that they bring behind them? What do you use to buy them? I know there's a couple different ones. Whenever I bought one that I was looking at, yeah. I used OpenSea. Yeah. OpenSea. Yeah. So OpenSea now has three different buying options as for, as as far as crypto goes, uh, but their main one is based off of um, ERC-21, which is just the Ethereum uh, token blockchain, but for NFTs specifically. So Ethereum is, ER, um, is ERC-20, and then ERC-21 is for 
uh, NFTs. Okay. Uh, and so that's the cool thing. That's the difference between coins and tokens. Um, with coins, you can't build other like smart contracts onto those, but with tokens, you can build other smart contracts. And so that's why Ethereum is a massive like builder in NFTs, but so is Solana. So the Solana token also has like their own like little marketplace and that one's called Magic Eden. I think that's one of the most popular ones for it. Um, but now you're starting to see companies like Reddit get involved with NFTs. Um, I know Reddit, um, as a few months ago, they surpassed OpenSea in the number of like public wallets that were there uh, because it's all based off of decentralized wallets. You know, so things like MetaMask, what's another one like Phantom Wallet. Um, and so they're all based off of like tokens and blockchains and all of yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, but there, there was a lot of like, I think it was like 3 million wallets. And so back whenever I was into NFTs, like six months ago, like I, like I was working, like actively working in web three and NFTs and crypto. Uh, you know, we, we use Twitter for everything. That's how people communicate, you know? So I was running Twitter spaces. There's times we had 200 people in there, 300 people in there. Um, and we had other projects coming up on stage, talking about their projects, getting people involved. Um, you know, I know there was a cool project. Um, it was called like Fitnessed. Um, but what his whole idea behind it is he was a professional soccer player, but his whole idea behind it was just helping people get more involved with their physical health. Um, and so he developed, he had an app developed. Um, I know he's going to, he's trying to open like the first NFT gym possible. So your gym membership is an NFT. Uh, so this is going back to where I see NFTs going to. Um, and so like you could walk into his gym, you know, show him the NFT or scan the NFT, whatever it is, however that process is going to work. Uh, and that's what would let you into the gym. Um, and so it was just really cool. had a cool app about it and stuff. Um, and I know he, he was able to launch his project, but what sucks is he did his due diligence and he, he did the marketing that he needed to do to get the people. Um, it was just bad time with the crypto market draining. Cause like I said, if the crypto market is not attractive, NFTs aren't attractive. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's what it is. I mean, there's, there's so many cryptocurrencies out there that are running, you know, their own marketplaces, but I know OpenSea and Magic Eden are the two major ones where people deal in everything. But I also do know that OpenSea, you can now buy NFTs on the Polygon blockchain, which is just Matic, uh, but you can also buy using Solana as well. And that, that's all, that's strictly based off of whoever's putting the project onto OpenSea, because if you don't know what OpenSea is, the best way I can explain it is just like eBay. That, that's all it is. You just mm -hmm. go on, you go onto this and you just buy NFTs and it, you, that OpenSea connects directly to like your MetaMask wallet, your Coinbase wallet, whatever wallet you have that's decentralized. That is based off of that. Like I said, that ERC 20 or that ERC, uh, 21, then, uh, you'll be able to buy off of that. And all you do is have to have like the respective token in there. So if you're buying something that is dealt in Solana, you just have to have Solana, Solana tokens in there to buy. Right. So no, it's, it's really cool. It's really interesting. It's a, it's a new way of doing business truly. Um, you know, and I mean, there's, there's so much that we could go into with cryptocurrency. Cause I know like the ISO 20,022, um, is just like a financial, financial, uh, not incentive. What's the other word that I'm looking for initiative financial initiative and that tells you i think it's like six cryptocurrencies on there that are currently in compliance with like the government so they are like the qualified cryptocurrencies that will be used once that mass adoption actually happens and so what's funny is xrp is actually on that list really? uh you got you got stellar lumens on that list like constellations on that list and i know constellation is also backed by the u.s air force you got like h bar 
uh, quant on there. Like it, there's just so many things that you could go into and how things are like starting to like evolve and like get in together. Like it's just wild, yeah. you know? So, but and, then go ahead. I was just going to say, and now it would be one of the best times to start getting into it and looking yeah, into yeah, it with the market for, being... for me, dude, crypto, you could day trade crypto, but for me, crypto is such a long-term play at the current moment. It's just like, you might as well just start building your bag. Like this is those times where like, we all know somebody who's like, man, I should have bought Apple and it was $50 a share. Well, man, I should have bought Bitcoin whenever it was at 17,000, yeah. you know, even yeah. though those are massive number differences, but that's just the realistic case of it. You know, yeah. buying, buying Ethereum at a thousand dollars, NFA, not financial advice, buying Ethereum at $1,000 is pretty good. Yeah. You know, I know for me, um, there's still some levels to be, you know, for some levels of imbalance, price imbalance to be filled on Ethereum. I know for me, I have like a massive long-term entry still sitting like at 750. So if it breaks that $1,000 level and comes all the way down to 750, I know I have like a long-term entry set there already. So like if for whatever reason, crypto crashed again for like the fourth time, fifth time this year, I know I'll, I'll be in Ethereum there too at $750 a token. So, but for me, I mean, you know, look, look up the tokens that are getting adopted by the banking system because I mean, banks already deal in crypto, you know, that's, that's the great thing. That's the great thing about, you know, Bitcoin. That's the great thing about Ethereum. I know for me, I love Ethereum the most like that. I back that token 100% um, just because it is like light years ahead of Bitcoin. Um, you can send $40,000 in a matter of seconds, like boom, like that in between wallets. Like for me, I use on and off ramps between all of my cryptocurrency stuff just mm -hmm. so I can. I like to do that just to move my funds around. Not because I'm like trying to hide it or anything. I'll do anything to hide it. But for me, you know, I could send $40,000 from my MetaMask back to my Coinbase. And then from Coinbase, I could kick it back into my bank account because I don't necessarily like want to link my bank account to a decentralized wallet. Yeah. Like that doesn't make sense to me. So for me, it's just layers of protection, right? Um, so, I mean, you send $40,000 within a matter of seconds. Yeah. You know, now if you take a look at it now, if you want to send $40,000 through the bank, like that's going to take like, five, six days to yeah. get to wherever it's going. Yeah. Bitcoin is still faster than the banking system, but Bitcoin also takes a little bit longer too. Mm -hmm. um, but I know like Ethereum 2.0 just came out, which took that from proof of work to proof of stake. So now you can actually stake Ethereum at, at a high, like little interest rate. It's kind of like an interest rate. You can stake it at high, at a rate. I um, think I'm staking mine. I want to say it's like 5%. Yeah, dude, so that's like great. That. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, you know, with with the proof of stake, what kind of sucks is that that took out the crypto miners, right? Uh, for me, I wanted to get, I think it was about a year and a half ago, I wanted to get into crypto mining. Uh, I was going to be spending about 10 grand on a computer, but I was going to have like, it was like, man, what was it? It was like a seven to eight like GPU setup using just like the NVIDIA graphics cards. Um, and that's what goes in there and solves all the mathematical equations and stuff that you need to create Ethereum tokens or to put them on the blockchain. Um, and like people were making ridiculous amount of money. I think I had it to where it was going to be making me like right around like five to $6,000 a month. Yeah. Uh, but we were running into that issue of where Ethereum was going from proof of work to proof of stake. And I was just like, okay, I got like a six month window. Maybe I said, maybe 10 spending $10,000 isn't the way to go yeah. at the current moment. So, yeah. So based on your knowledge in the crypto NFT and just the overall market mm -hmm. right now, what is your expectation for the time frame of recovery? So that's, that's difficult. Um, that's actually a really difficult answer 
um, just because crypto was meant to be used as a hedge against like your traditional investments like stocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they're running hand to hand, right? So Bitcoin follows the NASDAQ. Like if you pull up the chart, it, yeah. you're going to see so many similarities mm-hmm. as to where it used to be whenever like the NASDAQ was down, all cryptocurrency was up. And so now it's just really about the rate of inflation. Are we, are we going to be bringing inflation down? Obviously not because they're still printing a lot more money. Mm-hmm. So that's just going to keep rising the rate of inflation. And so I think we're about to see one of the, not if, but when I, w- I should say if, but we're about to see the ma- like the biggest, like, uh, why did I just lose the word recession? Yeah. yeah, we're about to see like the biggest recession. And so for me right now, um, I'm sitting on cash at the current moment. Of course, I still have, you know, my investments into NFTs and stuff at the current moment, but I, I haven't like written them off as like zeroed out. Um, but I have just like, I'm just going to let them do whatever it is that they're going to do and sit on cash mainly uh, just because I, I think you're going to start seeing really good deals in real estate. Um, but you're also going to be seeing some great deals in the stock market. And so that may be where I go in there and start loading up on like dividend based stocks, you know? So I, I don't know. Um, so for me, it's about where the opportunity is at, at that yeah. current moment. So sitting on cash is probably the, probably the most important thing you could do at this current moment. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I know with Bitcoin and Ethereum, it's, it's just been bouncing between consolidating between a support and resistance for like the last like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I don't see those, but what I do like about it though, is with those coins and with like stocks really starting to consolidate. Yeah. Now we're about to see liquidity grabs with those liquidity grabs. That's where the institutions are going to start stopping out all these retail traders. So they're going to either have a massive move up and, and capture everybody's money. or are going to have a massive move down and capture everybody's money to find, you know, to buy Apple at a way better buy at a way better price or find or get Bitcoin at a way better price, whatever it is. Um, and so that's, that's what I'm waiting for is, is those liquidity grabs because I want to get more in, you know, whether it's a supply or demand entry, um, I I want those liquidity grabs to happen. Um, just cause I know, like I said, I'm sitting on cash. So yeah, that's all I'm waiting for at the current moment. That's it's And it's so hard to tell people, like maybe it's not a good time to buy just because of like percentage wise how yeah. much it's down already. Yeah. It's it's almost like for long term investors it's just a gold mine. Yeah. Because yeah. they're they're just buying all the way down. I see and for me I I hope that uh because I I have a daughter coming in April uh and so for me I I would like to open, you know, her retirement account ASAP and just load that load that account with like not not have it aggressive but allow the the gains to compound over time. And I really just want to like load that retirement account up with just like dividend stocks, like nothing else. So over time, you know, dividends are just going to keep compounding, boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 and just keep just throwing money into it. Yeah. Uh, so for me, that that's really what I'm looking at. You know, right now it's just a waiting game. Um, but I mean, if you are wanting to get into the market and take trades, you can still day trade in the market. Like yeah. it's still a great time to day trade. Like there's there's still so many moves that happen. There's at least like I would say maybe five to six good moves every week that are literally paying people's mortgages. Yeah. You know, for, for me, I'm in a platform where we do have a stock options trader where like she, she posts her levels every single day. And like these levels are insane. And she has like a 95, 90, maybe, maybe like a 91% like hit rate, whether, whether it's on a long or whether it's on a short. 
Um, so, I mean, there's, there's still so many good moves out there, Yeah. you know, but I mean, just, just scale back. If, if anything, don't put your entire portfolio into it anymore. Just scale back your positioning size and readjust your expectations, you know, instead of trying to make that, that, you know, $200 a day, just make a hundred dollars a day, especially if you're someone that just wants to do it as a side hustle. Right. So that's who I'm really talking to is people who want to do this as a side hustle. Think about it. If you make a hundred dollars a day and the stock market, stock market is open five days a week. Um, the, the Forex market is open 24, five. Um, so 24 hours, five days a week. Um, and you go and you make a hundred dollars a day, you know, you're making $500 a week, two grand a month. Mm -hmm. Like that's pretty good. Yeah. Especially part-time, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I bought, I don't know, it was probably April or May. I put, it was after crypto had already yeah. taken a dump. Yeah. And I, I put like 50 grand in it. Jeez. And then it continued to fall. So that's <laughs> yeah. worth probably about like yeah. eight now. Yeah. But they're all in like long term yeah. stuff that I, yeah. I'm completely yeah. in it. Like Ethereum is my biggest position. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think my average in that is like 25. It's not bad. But it's a good um, level. Yeah. If I had more capital, which I wish I, I wish I just would have been patient yeah. because all the signs showed that, like, yeah. it was gonna continue to go down. But yeah, it's no. just one of those things, man. It's just one of those things. I get that. Are there any questions from the community? Yeah, Hunter, Hunter asked. Other than YouTube Shorts, is there any other platform that you would, that would be good for content, like yeah. just short videos, like Reels? Uh, yeah, I would just load them up. Uh, you know, Facebook has their own little reels thing going right now just because Facebook owns Instagram. Uh, so they have their own like little Facebook watch or whatever it's called. Uh, you know, just get your content posted on there. Uh, I know I post content on there. Like I said, just maximize your opportunity. Like we have all of these platforms that literally don't charge us anything to post content on. So you might as well just post the content. Mm -hmm. um, so just, just get on every platform and just start posting. So you have Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, um, YouTube, YouTube shorts, um, you have rumble. Uh, I'm about to start doing stuff on rumble just to see, like, just play with it. Just have fun. Like yeah. that's the best, that's the best advice I could give, you know, get on Snapchat. I know Snapchat is trying to revive their platform. Um, I was listening to Bradley Martin talk about it. The owner of raw gear, he yeah. was talking about Snapchat the other day. What else is there? Pretty sure I covered all of them there. Is there anything on Twitter yet for like, uh, like short clips? So Twitter, Twitter is good. It's just not it, one of the yeah, better ones. Yeah, it's it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah your stories. Get on. Yeah, get on your stories. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You Twitter guys, has the, stories. Oh, uh, they used to. Uh, oh. They don't have them anymore. I think they replaced the stories with uh, spaces. So spaces is like uh, Clubhouse. Okay. Yeah. And so that's a, that's another thing too. If if you are wanting to get in front of people, um, get on Twitter and go into spaces because that like if you want to look up business, like there's always like business style spaces going on. There's always like real estate stuff going on too. So if you if you wanted to like grow your own brand and that kind of thing, I recommend getting on Twitter and getting into some of these spaces, getting on stage and talking to people uh, and that kind of thing. And so that was one of the most beneficial things for me is that kind of helped my, you know, like authority level um, with with a lot of this stuff was getting on these stages that had, like I said, those 200, 300, 400 people in them and just dropping value and just in and, and just throwing down some alpha for people and help people understand and find a path and that kind of thing. Uh, but like, like Jose had mentioned stories, um, with stories, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, uh, I know YouTube has community tabs. We're gonna, I need to circle back to YouTube after this. Uh, but what stories do is that helps take care of like your actual true following because with, uh, with the way that like Instagram and Facebook have their feeds, 
it's all it's all produced by like higher engaged content so your content gets lost on the feed mm. so a lot of people are going to be watching your stories that's why a lot of people have more story views than they actually have like likes and engagement on their posts so right. you know who's watching you and you know who's not watching you mm-hmm. um but your stories help take care of that audience okay yeah. you said you're going to circle back to youtube oh yeah circle so circling back to youtube i know youtube is about to make some massive changes to their platform where it's going to be more of like an all-encompassing like podcast style platform uh, so this would definitely be great where you guys start to get your brand onto YouTube because I went and tried to search you guys on YouTube, but I didn't see anything. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I, I definitely think that would be a good platform just to post like this long form content in addition to your shorts, mm-hmm. um, just because they are trying to get some some podcast stuff going, uh, just because, like I said, podcast is like the number one made and consumed content. Right. At the current moment. I post all the videos on YouTube. It's just under my personal stuff right now. We don't have a Go Money Grow. Okay, YouTube. maybe that's what he it was. was uh, Kale's in the process of making one right we now. We need to so make that getting, a priority. What, yeah. what, what's great right now is that now they're allowing people under 1,000 subscribers or people that are not monetized to actually have that clean at name. Um, so like if you want to do like youtube.com forward slash uh, Go Money Grow, mm-hmm. um, you would have that available to you if somebody hasn't already taken it. Um, so you can do that like ASAP because after it was like back then, as of like, I say back then, as of like three weeks ago, you had to have a thousand subscribers. You had to be monetized mm-hmm. to have like that clean youtube.com address instead yeah. of like the youtube.com forward slash UWX, mm-hmm. you know, all those numbers. Right. Uh, you can get that clean at name right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We need to make that a priority getting on yeah. YouTube. It's something that Cade found. It's called this go high level. What, what, what exactly is it? So it's an amazing platform. I, I honestly haven't looked at it enough to know what it is, but it's a big marketing thing. It's built for agencies, yeah. like ad agencies that have a whole bunch of companies that they run ads yeah. for. Um, you can go in there and, and build websites, squeeze pages yeah. um, to, to collect information yeah. but then they also have like a membership section mm-hmm. where you can release courses yeah so it's kind of like kajabi mm-hmm. only it's way more in depth yeah and i i i love i love go high level um he's a wizard on go high level really um he, that's what he's launched his agency so you definitely need to talk with him yeah he, we're definitely he, he knows have to have he knows a conversation because i yeah. need some help he he knows how to <laughs> he knows how to set up the funnels he knows how to do everything and so whatever he knows i know whatever i know he knows um, and so that's been the great thing about our relationship is we just pass that information back and forth. And so that's what I was saying is yeah. if you have the right team around you, like share the information because like we're all trying to win. We're all trying to get to the same place. And that yeah. just goes back to surrounding yourself with those people that you want to be surrounded by. Um, and especially with you guys being three brothers, like you guys got a really great team. Yeah. So, you, I mean, you got a content creator, dude. So you load yeah. up on the videos and be like, hey, get back to your room and, re- and start editing. You're not going to the gym until those are finished. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying be that real. I'm just joking. But, but you guys, you, you guys, I'm, I'm not, yeah. <laughs> but no, you, you guys do have a, have a great team. And so I like, just, just start, you know, you focus on an area, you focus on an area, you focus on an area mm-hmm. and then come together, dude. It's like sharing notes for homework. Yeah. You know, one person master that area. That's all that person needs to do. Um, for me, you know, I, I've helped people also build, Massive e-learning businesses. Someone who was making ten dollars a year, uh, or ten ten thousand dollars a year. Uh, I turned his his e-learning stuff into making a hundred thousand dollars in a year, and it was just simple of like a shift in content, making these funnels, getting the courses set up, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, go high level is definitely a great resource to be to be used. Yeah, uh, I the reason that I love it the most is uh, well, one, it'll work great for all the courses that we're creating. Yeah. Um, but because it has this thing where you can link all your social media accounts to it, mm-hmm. and 
choose like your short film content and choose which ones it posts to, and then it'll just post on all of them at once. Yeah, that's beautiful. And so that that you said getting yeah. on all platforms does that go high level i yeah. think it'll be super useful for that yeah and see i i like the scheduling aspect to short form content uh but a lot of them too is you, you also have to kind of keep up with the trending sounds right yeah so if you schedule out content and that content doesn't go out for like 15 days well the sound that you use on that piece of content may not be trending anymore and so that would kill yeah. the reach so i would definitely be a real picky and choosy with uh, the sounds that you sounds that you use, I know that's more important, more on like your Instagram and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, um, I, I've been helping build out like a sports betting page on YouTube Shorts, and over the last month, I think we're like right around eighty thousand views. Uh, but I haven't been using sounds at all. I've just been using like NBA clips, football clips, yeah. uh, tennis clips, whatever whatever it is that they were doing some sports picks on, and just posting those directly to YouTube Shorts. And so yeah. that's been converting a lot higher than what. TikTok or even Instagram has. And so it's just all about finding the rhythm, you know, yeah. find the rhythm, get into the process and, and just go for it. So if there's one big piece of advice for somebody just getting started in business, day trading, cryptos, NFTs, what is your biggest piece of advice? Uh, set the right level of expectation. Don't think that you're going to come into a certain industry and completely kill five figures a month. You know, everybody, of course, everybody wants to make $10,000 a month. Uh, that's the biggest thing that, that I chased for a while. I was like, I just want to make $10,000 a month and be completely happy. You ultimately kill any joy that you have because now the reason why you get into doing business is like I said, going back to the very beginning of this conversation is you're chasing a certain currency and that currency is time and freedom. That's what business is all about. It offers you that ability to, you know, still do something that you love professionally, but still have the lifestyle that you want to live. So, you know, for me, um, I'm building the certain lifestyle that I'm building is because I don't want my daughter to look outside my four, my four walls for a role model, you know? So I want to be that role model. I want to be the guy that whenever I go and tell my daughter that, Hey, you know, you can be anything in the world that she doesn't come back to me and say, well, if, you, if I could be anything in the world, why haven't you been that person that you wanted to be? You know, so for me, it's just setting that that expectation. And also, if I could say one other thing, bet on yourself and take action on the thing that you truly want to take action on. And before you can really take action on the things that you want to take action on, you have to prove that you have to prove to yourself that you are a person who does take action. Um, This is a great book. You could read Atomic Habits uh, by James Clear, I believe. Um, And he talks about a guy who needed to lose weight or else he was going to die. And what this guy did is he went to the gym every day for five minutes. And so whether he just had hopped on the treadmill, just hopped on the bike, whatever he was doing, that five minute timer would go up and he would get back in his car and go home. And so what he did is he was proving to himself that he he is a person who does go to the gym. And once he was able to instill that belief within then he was able to consistently go to the gym, lose the weight that he needed to live, and then he was able to live a healthier lifestyle. So a lot of it is an identity shift. So yeah. if, you, if, you can, if you can go through that process and stick with it and get through that identity shift, you will ultimately be able to really start taking the action that you want to take in whatever industry it is. If there is a place at all, if somebody listening to the podcast wanted a little bit more information about you, maybe wanted to work with you in the future, where would be the best place for them to reach you? Uh, so I run a lot of things through Instagram and I can give you the link, but it's just Adam X Beckner. Um, that's my main Instagram. But yeah, that's really, that's really the main place. I just try to run everything through Instagram and 
depending on whatever it is that they're needing, I can push them to certain, certain places. I just want to make sure I give people the information that they're truly wanting instead of like, go, go here, go here, go here, go here. It's just like, Hey, what is it that you're wanting? And if you want this, all right, cool. I got that for you. I had a question. Yeah. Let's hear it. Where did y'all two meet? Aaron Valance. Yeah. Really? Okay. Uh, Yeah. So are you a client of his and then he, so, or how, how did that, because yeah. I always like seeing how the spider webs connect. Right, right. People know so, no, I get it. I get it. So whenever I first opened up the podcasting studio, Aaron had another business partner and they were wanting to do podcasting. So for my very first ever business pitch to try to get a client, it was Aaron and that guy. And so ever since then, we had just been following each other on social media and that kind of thing. And so me and Aaron meet up for lunch like once every like three, four months, you know. And so I was I was at lunch with Aaron and uh, he told me about he told me about you guys. And he was like, I'm going to get I'm going to get you connected because I think you guys would work like really well together. You guys have great conversations and that kind of stuff. Uh, And so that's that's what he did. He put us in a group Mm -hmm. chat, got us connected. And then we had lunch like that very next day. But, I remember him uh, grabbing lunch with you. I just couldn't remember who made that connection yeah. or how mm-hmm. y'all met each other. Yeah. Shout out Aaron, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm super glad that they did connect. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a super good. I look forward to learning so much about yeah. just content creation because, yeah. I mean, we just think we know. Just the fact that y'all know about high level because I, I got the free trial last week Yeah. and I was going through it and I'm like, I have, I, it's, it, there's just so much. Yeah, yeah. So I've got an onboarding call with them Tuesday to kind of get a little bit more information. There you go. But yeah, there you go. I know I, I was, I was looking at it and yeah. I was like, I, there, I know there's so much I could do here, yeah. but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. That's where I'm at in creating funnels and stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, it's a journey. It's a journey, but that, that's, that's the fun of it. Right. Yeah. You right. know, I know, I know for me, there's so many times that I, I've, I've been on that comparison where it's like, man, I just saw that dude just make $20,000 a day. Why, why am I not making $20,000 a day? Or I just saw that dude make $1,000 a day, whatever dollar amount it was. You know, I've, I've done the comparison. Uh, but for me, I am so thankful and blessed for where I'm at because I know that I've been able to stick on this journey for this long that that ultimate reward is going to be there. And then all of a sudden it's going to be like, man, I just made $20,000 a day. Like, this feels nice. Yeah. You know? And so I'm, I'm so glad because a lot of people, they do get lucky. They earn the fast cash. But a lot of the, a lot of the times when you when you earn fast cash, fast cash goes right out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just because you don't know how to manage it. You don't know how to deal with it. For it's like, oh, I'm going to pay off all my credit cards or I'm going to go buy a new car or I'm going to go buy a new watch. I'm going to go buy this, whatever it is. And a lot of people will just completely mess up that that cash that they that they got. So, yeah. Like I said, once again, I just want to thank you for coming on the yeah. podcast. I think Thanks it was for the invite. absolutely for... incredible. Awesome. Well, thank you all.